Okay, howdy there, whiskey noobs. I don't think I've ever started an episode with howdy before, so I thought, you know what, I'm going for it this time. <laughs> but welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Chris, and I am the host of the show. And I'm pretty excited about today's episode because we have, for the first time in a long time, a new type of whiskey on the show. So if you've been around for a while, you've probably been around for the episodes where we did bourbon episodes, we did rye episodes, we did Irish whiskey, Canadian whiskey, Japanese whiskey. We talked all about all the different types and what makes them different. And that is the last one I think we did was a Japanese whiskey, if I recall correctly. And that was the last time we did a new whiskey for a long time. And today we have another new type of whiskey that I've been wanting to try and has been mentioned before, and we will be reviewing it. So today is our first ever straight wheat whiskey. So this is a whiskey that is made with wheat. There are a couple more rules that go along with it that I will run through before the review but we will get into those rules here shortly. Now, I do want to mention that this whiskey specifically is Middle West Spirits Straight Wheat Whiskey, and the reason that we're actually drinking this today is because a listener requested a Middle West Spirits Whiskey, and they didn't ask specifically for any kind. Uh, So I decided to try the straight wheat one because I went to the store, and I'm looking at them, and they had a bourbon sitting there as well. I think it was about the same price. I want to say this was about $37. And I saw the wheat whiskey sitting there. I thought, I got to try that. So I'm pretty excited to give it a try. This is actually, to my knowledge at least, the first wheat whiskey that I've had. I can't think of anyone that I've had before. Not to be confused with a weeded bourbon, because I know I talk about those sometimes, and those are a different thing. Those are still a bourbon. This is a wheat whiskey. So we will get into the rules for that. But first, I'm going to pour myself a glass and start getting acquainted with the nose a little bit. Oh man, I am excited by the nose of this so far. Uh, Right off the bat, it kind of reminds me of Pendleton. So if you've been around for that Pendleton episode, then you might know kind of the flavors that I'm getting at, but I will be more specific here shortly. But first, I do want to talk about wheat whiskey. What is wheat whiskey? Well, wheat whiskey is actually pretty similar to bourbon in a lot of the rules. And then there are other rules that are rather different from bourbon. Um, The key one being the wheat in the mash bill. So the similarities to bourbon are that it can exceed 80% alcohol by volume at distillation. So that is 160 proof or 80% alcohol by volume. You might recall that's the same rule for bourbon. When it's coming out of the still, it has to be less than that 80% alcohol by volume. And there are different reasons for that. But one of the biggest ones is if you get too high of proof coming out of the still, you lose a lot of the flavors. And so that is kind of the, the top end limit there. Now, there are also more rules for proof when it comes to bourbon, and that is what makes this so similar because it's the same rules. So going into a barrel, you also cannot exceed 62.5% alcohol by volume. So that's 125 proof when it's going into the barrel for aging. And then as always, as we have with a whole lot of different types of whiskeys, it has to be at least 80 proof or higher when you go to bottle it. And that, like I've mentioned before, is very common common. That's the rule for bourbons, scotch, and Irish whiskey. It's it's an extremely common rule that you have to be at least 40% alcohol by volume in order to be considered a whiskey for most whiskeys. And that is also the rule for wheat whiskey. So 
One other thing that makes it very similar to bourbon is that it has to be aged in brand new charred oak containers. So similar to a bourbon, you're not going to be aging it in anything that has had anything else in it. That's what brand new means. You're not going to be using wine barrels. You're not going to be using used bourbon barrels, anything like that. Uh, they do that with some bourbons, but those are technically called finished bourbons. So it's not just a bourbon anymore. And that's the same rule for wheat whiskey as well. It's got to be a brand new uh, charred oak container. Now, the thing that is obviously going to make this very different from a bourbon is that bourbons are 51% corn. If you didn't know that, now you do. In the mash bill, when you're combining all of the different cereals, bourbon has to be at least 51% corn in the mash bill. With wheat, it is 51% wheat in the mash bill. And so that is the big distinguishing factor. That's why it's a wheat whiskey and not a bourbon. Now, it has to be at least 51%, like I mentioned, but a lot of distillers will use 100% wheat. They'll just make it's just a wheat whiskey. And from what I gather on the Middle West Spirits website, I think that's what this is as well. They put a little part where they say mash bill, and it just says Ohio soft red winter wheat. That's all it says is that wheat. So my guess is that's 100% of the mash bill. If it's not, then they're strongly implying it at least. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into the review of it. I have been smelling it as I've been giving you guys all this information, and I am enjoying it so far, at least the scent of it. I did take a sip, and so far, so good. So let's talk about some of the more specific notes. I mentioned that it reminded me of Pendleton, and if you were around for the Pendleton episode, then you would know that with Pendleton, I specifically, for some weird reason, think that it smells like a jelly donut. It smells slash tastes like a jelly donut. It has a pale sugariness that I would attribute to like a donut glaze. And then accompanied with that, it has like a fruitiness that I'm, I'm not 100% sure what it is for Pendleton. But now changing over to this, the Middle West Spirits Wheat Whiskey, it does have that pale sugariness that I attribute to a donut. But it doesn't have as much of the fruitiness, which, which is what makes me think Pendleton's like a jelly donut. This doesn't have that. But it does have a bit of like a cinnamon bakery smell to it that I really enjoy. Maybe some light fruitiness, but I'm actually getting more of like a honey bun. If you've ever had like the packaged honey buns you can get, I'm pretty sure they're like Little Debbie or something. You can get them at the gas station too. Uh, that's kind of what the smell is reminding me of at least. I'm going to get another sniff here and maybe maybe elaborate on that a little bit. Okay, so there definitely is a little bit of fruitiness with it, and uh, maybe not as strong as like Pendleton, since I'm comparing this to Pendleton now, apparently. <laughs> um, it, there is still a little bit of fruitiness in it, but it's definitely a light fruitiness, definitely nothing like dark, um, nothing nothing to me like a plum or like a cherry or anything like that, but something lighter. I don't know specifically what it is, uh, but it is in there with that pale sweetness and that, I guess, cinnamony type flavor, bakery type flavor. I think I might realize why this reminds me of Pendleton a bit after taking a sip of it because it has that crispness that I attribute to Pendleton. And I think it is that pale sugar flavor, like not brown sugar, not like cinnamon sugar. There is like a, a hint of cinnamon, but it's not like cinnamon sugar. It's like that that pale sugar like the glaze that you would have on a donut. It gives it a certain crispness, especially when paired with the light fruit because light fruit is also kind of crisp, right? You'd think like a green apple almost, but this isn't green apple-y. I just mean the light fruits are always that kind of crisp. Not horrendously like lingering or anything like that. With that crispness, I would, as I kind of foreshadowed just now, attribute that to a slightly 
shorter finish. I wouldn't say it's the longest finish in the entire world. But surprisingly, I guess maybe not surprisingly since it's not corn-based, but compared to bourbons, this definitely has a less harsh finish. It's definitely a little bit smoother, a little bit more oily. And so that's pretty enjoyable for sure. And then as for the palate, I think it's pretty similar to the nose. It definitely has that that pale sugar, donut glaze type flavor. And then a weedy, weedy bready flavor. That, that's what I think I was calling the bakery flavor. I think it's just like the bready flavor. So I think that's why it kind of reminds me of a honey bun. Or almost like if you've had... It's a little different, but it's almost like if you've had bread that had like honey crusted on top of it, like when you bake it and they put a little bit of honey on it, kind of like that, but the sweetness is more pale. It's not like the honey flavor to me. It's more like a glaze, which is why I think it reminds me of a honey bun, ironically enough, Um, but it's not super honey. It's more like the glaze of a glazed donut. Actually, I just realized what a, a good description is for this. If you've had a Krispy Kreme donut, just like the plain... Krispy Kreme donuts, no filling, nothing like that. Uh, I always get those on vacation because we don't have a Krispy Kreme close to where I live. But <laughs> if you've had a Krispy Kreme donut where it's just that that glaze, and it is delicious. Like I don't want to play it down because I love Krispy Kreme donuts, and I like the way that this tastes as well. But it's just that glaze. It's just that sugary taste. That's kind of what this reminds me of. And something that I got on the nose the first time, I didn't get it as much the second time, but I did want to mention it is maybe like a walnut or like a pecan. I always confuse the flavors of walnuts and pecans. But like that that kind of candied nut, I think, with that cinnamon. How I mentioned it has that cinnamon. Maybe just a touch of it. Not not a lot. Like not overwhelming. It's not overly nutty. You're not going to be like, oh, this, this tastes nutty compared to some of the other ones we've had. But there is a little bit in there. Uh, overall, I'm getting a good amount of depth, a good amount of flavors, but not a ton of complexity in terms of transition. And that's not the biggest thing in the world. This is only like I mentioned, like a $37 whiskey. So you wouldn't expect a ton of transition in the palate from it. Um, but I'm noticing the nose and the palate are relatively similar and I don't think the finish lasts very long. And that could be a characteristic of wheat whiskeys. So keep in mind, anything that I say about this is absolutely could just apply to all wheat whiskeys. This is my first experience with it. So overall, I think it's definitely cool because it's different. And I like that so far. But let's get into the uh, notes that they say we should get from it. And I also want to run through the specifications of this specific whiskey. So once again, we're drinking the Middle West Spirits Straight Wheat Whiskey. So as for the details behind it, it is aged a minimum of three years, which is just a little bit more than most straight whiskeys. For straight whiskey, it has to be a minimum of two years. And so three years, it's going a little bit longer than that. Um, The alcohol by volume is 46% or 92 proof. I'm actually a little bit impressed. I feel like it's pretty smooth for being 92 proof. Uh, And then once again, I said the mash bill just says Ohio soft red winter wheat. So it sounds like it's just a wheat. And then uh, the cask type, it just says American white oak, uh, which would be per the rules as far as I am aware. So I'm going to take one more sip and then I'm going to talk about the notes that they say you should taste from it. One thing I will add about the flavor profile is it has the woodiness that a bourbon has. I think it has that barrel taste to it that I think most bourbons have that I don't get a lot with others. And I always forget to say that with bourbons, but since this isn't a bourbon, because I feel like, oh, almost all bourbons have at least a little bit of it, so I forget to say it sometimes. But since this is not a bourbon, I want to point out it does have that similar flavor to it. 
And I think that is one of the biggest distinguishing factors between how pale I would say Pendleton, pale is not the best word for it, how crisp I would say Pendleton is and how crisp this is, is this is slightly less because of the reason that it has that little bit of oakiness in it. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just can't think of a better way to put the difference in flavor other than Pendleton has this very crisp, very just direct flavor, whereas this has a little bit more, I guess, almost depth to it um, with that woodiness. But it still has that crispness that Pendleton has because it's not overwhelmingly full-bodied, overwhelmingly taking over your palate, if that makes sense. Hopefully it does. But let's go through the flavor profiles that they say uh, we should get. So they say smooth and creamy aromas of fruit pastry dough. How about that? Now, once again, I don't think a lot of fruit, but the pastry dough I'm 100% in agreement with. And then it says nougat, suede, and buttercream. I could see maybe buttercream. I don't know that I would say a lot of nougat. I don't really know what what they mean by suede so (laughs) um then it says supple yet fruity medium body oh dry yet fruity sorry supple dry yet fruity medium body that dryness is what i think i would say is that crisp like i like i kind of said very crisp but i don't want to get that confused for a dry finish because i don't think it's a very dry finish but that's just me then it says refrained finish. Okay, so now we're in the finish. Refrained finish of spiced nuts, dried cherry, wheat bread, and coconut cinnamon baking spices. Wow, there's a lot going on there. So kind of dissecting what I agree with and don't agree with just from my personal experience right now. Um, I definitely would agree with the spiced nuts. I even kind of alluded to that earlier. I definitely would disagree with, disagree with the cherry. I kind of mentioned, I like, there's fruit in here, but I don't think it's cherry. Um, but maybe that's what you're supposed to get. I just personally am not right now. Wheat bread, I absolutely agree with. Like, like I mentioned, it just kind of has that bakery taste to it. And then coconut cinnamon baking spices. I would say cinnamon, but I'm going to try for this coconut. I'm going to try for this nougat and buttercream as well and see if I can get a bit of it. But I don't see myself getting a lot of the cherries at all. But we'll, we'll see. I'm going to take another sip and look at these notes a little bit and see what I can taste. Okay, so here's what I'll say. At least currently in this palate condition, I I disagree with the coconut. I disagree with the cherry. I can see the buttercream, and I think it it brings up a good point. And the point is that it almost has a creamy texture in your mouth. And I think we may or may not have mentioned this when we were reviewing Pendleton. Pendleton, when I say crisp and, and light, it has this feeling in your mouth, almost as if it were colder. Like it almost as if it tastes like it's colder than it is. I don't know if that's the best way to put that. But this has that same feeling to it, and so I would attribute that to almost like a creaminess. So it says buttercream, and maybe that is what I would call the sweetness. So it says pastry dough, and it says buttercream. Maybe that combined is the glazed donut that I'm trying to say. But I disagree a little bit with the nougat and with the fruit pastry, or like the fruitiness of the pastry dough. Now, I don't eat nougat a whole awful lot, so maybe I just don't remember what nougat tastes like, if I'm being entirely honest. Um, And then it says dry yet fruity medium body. If we're calling dry crispy, then I agree. and Or crisp, not really crispy. And I disagree with the fruity. I don't get a lot of fruit. I get a little bit. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to give off the impression that I'm not getting any fruitiness from it. I definitely am. But it's just not... 
like overwhelming enough that I would be mentioning it in so many different places because they mentioned fruit in three different spots here. And I don't know that it's quite enough fruit for me. But also, once again, maybe that's my palate. I don't really know. Um, I did have, let's, let's just throw it all out there. I did have uh, hot sauce and onion with my dinner tonight. I had like a chicken thing and I put hot sauce on it. So maybe that's it, but I, I don't know. I'm just not super seeing it right now. But I definitely agree with the wheatness, the, the cinnamon baking spices, and the uh, fruit pastry dough. And I think that buttercream is what sets it apart. It says buttercream, and I think I'm not going to call it buttercream. I would call it like glaze of a glazed donut. But I think that's what sets it apart. It definitely gives it a kind of a different tone. Like this doesn't taste like a bourbon. Like if you put it next to a bourbon, you'd be like, yeah, this is different. It tastes different from a bourbon. And I think that buttercream and maybe what they're calling the fruitiness, and I don't really have nailed down that that coldness, like I mentioned, maybe that is what um, is also separating it apart. But definitely the, the glaze of the glazed donut is what's really setting it apart for me. So sometimes whenever you're you're drinking a whiskey continuously, you'll just go, you'll raise it up to your mouth and smell something and you, it didn't smell like that before. And I would say that I think the cinnamon was stronger just now when I, when I got a smell of it, but still no like real fruitiness that I can pin down at the moment. This is definitely a pleasant drink. I mean, if you know me, if you've been listening for a while, you know, I love bourbons that have the bakery sweets going on which this does but then I also do like how Pendleton has that crispness to it and this also has that so this is kind of cool um I think as, as a drink it definitely tastes good I like the profile that it gives off I like that it doesn't finish very harsh it finishes kind of smooth and a little bit oily and then I like the overall kind of base flavor that it gives off that to me reminds me of a donut. I love donuts. I don't know if I've mentioned that on here before, but I absolutely love donuts. It's actually one of my only rules when I'm on a diet. Uh, one of my only cheats really whenever I'm like dieting is I'm allowed, I will never pass up a free donut. So like if a donuts are brought into work, it, I, I never pass them up. So that's like my one cheat on diets most of the time. Anyhow, all that is to say, I very much enjoy the way this tastes. Um, I think it could be a bit more complex, but once again, I, I want to really illustrate this. I haven't had a wheat whiskey before that I'm even aware of, so if I have, I have nothing to compare it to because I don't remember it. So maybe that lack of complexity is just the fact that it's a wheat whiskey, but I would say it could it could have more complexity when compared to some bourbons or an Irish or a scotch. I don't really get a lot of flavor transition throughout the experience, but I want to pair that with overall it tastes really good because that's kind of the give and take. Sometimes you get some, oh yeah, there's a ton going on, but some of the flavors are super harsh and you don't like them at all. This is kind of the opposite of that. There's not the most going on, but it's overall pleasant. Like I would just sip this for fun. Like if I had people over, I would totally sit down and, and drink this. So Overall, a good first impression. Um, once again, this is my first pour out of this bottle as well. If you believe in neck pours not tasting as good. I actually didn't used to until I had Old Granddad. No, Old Forester 100. That's what it was. And the first pour of it, I remember not liking very much. And then it sat. And that was one of those ones that everybody commented like, oh, you got to let that one sit. You got to let that one sit. And I was like, oh, 
okay, sure, it's going to sit, whatever. And then the second time I came back to it was in a blind tasting for March Madness, and I was like, oh, this was really good, actually. So that could also have an impact on it. I don't really know. But what I do know is, overall, this is an enjoyable experience. It's just not overly complex, but it is almost entirely good flavors. I'm not getting any flavors that I don't like. A good example would be I get a lot of scotches where I love part of the flavor profile, but I hate like a clove or like a strong bitterness that comes at the end of them. This doesn't have anything like that. So it's overall an enjoyable experience. Uh, Kind of the donut flavor, a little bit of the nutty flavor, kind of like a honey bun, like I mentioned, or just like a glazed uh, Krispy Kreme donut. Overall, I'd say I'm impressed. Uh, It kind of reminds me of if Pendleton is a jelly donut, this is like you took away the jelly and you added in like a little bit of nuttiness. I would definitely sip on this just for a good, sweet, bakery-type drink. Uh, Once again, not overly complex, but also in the mid-30s in terms of price. Mid to high 30s, if I remember correctly. So I wouldn't really anticipate overly complex. Um, It's probably priced just about perfectly. Uh, I guess it could be a touch high, but I before I would make a call like that, I would definitely have to try this in other palate conditions. So I don't want to say that um, because I would definitely have to try a couple more glasses of this before I could say something like that. So overall, I will I'll, I'll say that the price in general is good, and that I would buy this bottle of whiskey. But the one thing that I'll really say is it makes me want to buy more bottles of wheat whiskey and try them to compare. Because this was a pretty pleasant experience in terms of a wheat whiskey. I I was worried with wheat whiskeys that perhaps they wouldn't have the flavor or the body that you have in like a bourbon. And I would say this has less body than a bourbon specifically, but more body than I thought it was going to have. Like still enough body to be enjoyable. Because as I mentioned, some bourbons, oh sure, they're all body, but the they come along with these harsh flavors that you don't really want. So I would say this takes out those harsh flavors and because it takes out those harsh flavors it loses a little bit of the body but still really good and still pretty impressive so i would say i am satisfied with the purchase of this bottle i am excited to try more wheat whiskeys because of it without a doubt and so maybe we'll be trying them if not on the podcast then at least on tiktok and on instagram but let me know what you guys think especially since this is our first wheat whiskey if you're on the email list and you got this whiskey to try with this episode let me know what you think of it i think to me out of anything on my shelf it reminds me the most of pendleton so let me know what you guys think if you enjoyed it if you were impressed if you were not impressed and hopefully we can try some more wheat whiskeys here in the future to see how this one stacks up maybe the next wheat whiskey we do will have to be a side-by-side with this one since this will now be our standard for testing different wheat whiskeys middle west spirits i would say uh since somebody the listener that requested this wanted to hear my opinion on their whiskeys i would say overall good first impression um not knocking me out of the park but also not a bad first impression at all so i would buy more midwest spirits to try them and we will see what i think if i do buy more of those But that's all I've got on our first ever wheat whiskey. Once again, let me know what you guys think about it. And I will leave you with learn to drink, drink to learn. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure that you tell anyone you know who you think would be interested in the hobby or in the podcast. That way we can help to spread the word and continue to grow. Please also make sure to review the show on Apple Podcasts and share our posts on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs or on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. Uh, it only takes a couple of minutes and it really does a lot to help spread the word and grow the podcast. Also, there is an email list for the show. If you'd like to join, you can just send an email to whiskey noobs podcast at gmail.com and in the subject line put email list i will add you to the list and then you'll be updated every month with the whiskeys that we will be drinking on the show throughout the month that way you can drink right along with us and see if you're getting the same notes once again thank you so much for listening to the show the whiskey noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol